Welcome to the Better Doctor Project podcast, where we link healthcare providers of all specialties to help us grow and learn from each other to be that much better for our patients. We sit down and talk about the fun things, the big and bright ideas, and we go over tons of practice tips and occasionally cover some pretty scandalous topics. Join us every episode to keep growing to become the best provider you can be. Let's get started. Hey guys, welcome to Better Doctor Project, where we interview healthcare providers to tap into their experiences so we can turn our challenges into our biggest strengths. We hope today's episode inspires you to take that next step to become who you want to be in practice. I'm Dr. Beck. And I'm Dr. Mack. Let's get started. Hey guys, Dr. Mack here. So as healthcare providers, physicians, nurses, etc., I know sometimes it's easy to forget that we can be affected by things just like our patients. I think sometimes our patients forget that too. Like we're just genuine human beings, right? We just spent a lot of time and money and long, long hours studying and we work very long shifts and sometimes have uh, way too much caffeine. But yeah, that's just it. We're people too. So sometimes it's really difficult to remember that we are affected by things like loss. Sometimes you don't know how you're going to respond to it until it pretty much hits you in the face. This can be the loss of a loved one. It can be a death, a loss of someone just in your life. It can be the loss of a pet, the loss of a job. There are so many things that can impact our lives and sometimes we're prepared for them and other times we don't even see it coming. So today we wanted to talk a little bit about this topic and how you as a provider can navigate through the tricky landscape of overcoming loss, how you can take care of yourself at the same time that you take care of your patients, and how this situation can actually make you a better provider and connect to your patients in a deep and genuine way. To do that, we have a little assistance from amazing nurse Brianna Boone, who's going to share with us a little bit about her personal experiences and how that's helped shape her into the nurse that she is today. We're on this journey together, so let's get to it. Hey, everybody. We are here with Brianna Boone tonight. She is a registered nurse, and we're going to be talking about overcoming personal loss as a healthcare provider and what that means and kind of how it can impact our patients in both great ways and maybe some negative ways and just kind of how to channel all of that. So we have a big topic tonight, and we're excited to dive in. But first off, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks. So just go ahead and get started by telling us about you. Where are you working right now? What are you doing? Uh, What kind of setting do you practice in? Just tell us everything. So I'm a registered nurse. Um, I have a bachelor in science in nursing. Um, I work at um, North Memorial, which is a hospital in Minneapolis. I work in a medical ICU. Um, I work eight-hour shifts there. You can either work eight hours or 12 hours. A lot of nurses work 12s, but I work eights. And I've been here for about a year and a half. I actually started in the medical ICU right out of um, nursing school. So it was, it's been great so far. That's awesome. How's that been with COVID and everything going on? So my hospital, um, they tried to make, we have four ICUs total. They tried to make one of them be our COVID ICU, but the world did not like that idea. So basically everybody <laughs> got um, COVID and we all got trained into it. 
So, I mean, it was definitely learning experience, but I mean, like I was a new grad, so I really didn't know what to expect anyway. So I feel like it was just another curve added into the learning curve, you know? Well, it's kind of nice to get hit with that right, right off the gate. Then you can handle anything. I know. Yeah. Like, I feel like a lot of the older nurses were like, this is not normal nursing. I'm like, well, I don't really know what normal nursing is. So I guess this will (laughs) do. Yeah. And sometimes it just forces you to learn everything and be out of your comfort zone. I know when I first got out of school, I worked, I think it was like a month and a half and my boss actually had a heart attack and I had to take over the whole office. Oh, wow. And like all his patients, all my patients working with the staff and front desk. And I was literally like a month and a half out of school. (laughs) And I never knew that. Oh, I thought you knew. No, that's wild. Um, So at at that moment, at that moment, I was like, oh my goodness. Like it was like fire hydrant to face. Like, how do I, you know, how do I do this? But now looking back, I think, I think it gives you like a sense of confidence that you overcame something and it just kind of like pushes you to do better faster. Mm -hmm. Um, And just like you. I mean, you're going to have that experience for the rest of your life where you're going to be able to tackle just about anything. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. so that's I awesome. So. Well, let's dive into this topic a little bit. Um, have you personally had, you know, suffered from a personal loss or just a difficult time, whether it was as a student or even during your first uh, year and a half working? Um, I would say, so I actually went to nursing school after my undergrad. So I did a post-baccalaureate program. When I was in my undergrad, I lost my dad which I actually lost him at the hospital I work at and in one of our ICUs that I like get floated to quite a bit. I would say that it's like a big staple in why I joined nursing. Um, It was definitely very hard, but I definitely like learned from it. And I think that it um, really pushes me to be a better nurse and be more compassionate as a nurse as total. I would think so. And I mean, I don't know how it is for you, but sometimes I know if there's a patient that possibly triggers that event or maybe reminds you of your dad, Mm -hmm. you can kind of provide them with a little bit something extra, which is really, really special. Um, Have you noticed any interactions like that? Or have you noticed just at work that that memory kind of comes up of your dad? Oh, yes. Like at least once a month, like say somebody says something that reminds me of my dad or reminds me of myself or like my family during that time, there have been like a couple of times where I just cry with a family or, um, like sometimes happy things happen and it reminds me of my dad and it just like lights up my day. So it's not always something that makes me sad. Sometimes it's stuff that's like, it makes me excited to see that patient again, because it's like, you remind me of home. Like you remind me of my family, you know? I love it. And the, I think the silver lining in all of it too, um, I'm going to share a little story. I was shadowing a doc who was talking with the patient, but of course, charting on the computer, right? Because that's what we all do now. Um, And the patient just kept talking and talking and talking. And after they were done talking about their actual medical complaint, they kind of threw in that their grandmother had passed over the weekend. And I'm just like a fly on the wall, right? Just observing. And the doc, while he was typing, just must have missed it or tuned it out, but he didn't say anything. Like he just kept typing and he just said, yeah. Like that was his response. Yeah. And just kept typing away. And in my head, I'm just awkwardly there. I'm not going to say anything. Right. And it made me realize, you know, we have to be ready for those experiences and ready for them to share things with us. And sometimes the way that we've encountered or dealt with our own losses can help us react and respond to that, which is huge, I think. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And I feel like um, patients, feel uncomfortable saying things like that until they feel comfortable. So it's like once they feel 
like um, vulnerable enough to say things like that. It's like you need to be able to receive that, especially with people like after where they're like so scared of healthcare. Because if you can be that one person to really embrace them during that moment for them, like you can change like their whole outlook on whatever the reason they came to you for, you know what I mean? And we're learning so much about how social things can impact their recovery and their health overall. So that Mm -hmm. stuff really matters. Not to mention just even the clinical aspect of the fact that if they feel vulnerable with you and they feel safe in that space and they actually feel like you're just a human being, right? I think there's a lot of big separations in healthcare. Um, You're there to inspect them. Like, no, not at all. I'm here to listen and, and figure it out with you and help you on this journey. And I think when they are able to be vulnerable and feel safe in that space, they're also going to tell you more about what's really going on with them. And there's so much more coming out about how much our mental health affects our physical health. It's, it's, you know, it's, we're unified whole beings and we have to be treated like that and expect to be treated like that and treat others like that. So it's really neat to be able to see that, how much this has impacted you in your profession. And also you had a unique scenario because I think a lot of people, when they go through loss, they compartmentalize. Um, And when they walk through the door of work, that door shuts and okay, home life is home life. You know, I'm not thinking about the kids or my, you know, wife or husband or whatever it is that's on their mind and they're at work, but you actually had it happen to you at, you know, the place where you do work now. And it sounds to me like that actually allows you to have, although it might be really difficult to have that blending of the world, it sounds like it allows you to have a ton of passion in what you do that translates um, in a totally tangible way to all of your patients. Well, I take that as a compliment and I think you're completely right. Like it is like, I, I feel like I can separate home from work, but at the same time, like exactly what you said, um, I can bring that compassion and that empathy into work because like where I work is where I experience that loss you know like I think you're completely right do you feel like that's helped process it too like the fact like when we you know I don't know for me like when I cry I feel like that actually it helps me to actually embrace that I'm feeling that way not to try to logic it of why are you sad or you shouldn't be sad or anything like that but to just be like wow I'm really sad in this moment and this is why to me that shows that you actually care, right? You cared Mm -hmm. about that person or that situation. Um, Mm -hmm. So do you find that that's helped you process it more? I do. And I notice it helps me process like not just my loss, but my patient's loss. Like I think that as a healthcare provider, especially through COVID, I've seen so much death and we see so much death that it's easy to kind of like, oh, that's too bad and then move on. Yeah. But um, when like how you said when you cry, you're able to really feel all the feelings of like, especially through COVID, I feel all those feelings of like how terrible COVID really is. And I can sit in that moment and really feel it and do what I need to do for myself to get through that moment and still be a good nurse and still be a good human and not like compartmentalize that like my patients aren't people, you know, because I yeah. think that that's kind of easy to do when you see the loss over and over and over again. Agreed. It's it's hard to not become desensitized to it. It's interesting. I I traveled to um to Israel when I was in college and I there was this just this very I don't know strong connection I felt like for everybody. It didn't matter like 
regardless of religion, age, whatever it is, like people really seem to feel whatever they were reading in the, the news or what they heard from other people. And there were these funerals, like when everybody serves in the army there. So everyone is a soldier at some point. And when a soldier would die, there were like thousands of people. That's a pretty small country. Thousands of people that would go to somebody's funeral that sometimes they didn't even know because somebody there lost a cousin, a sister, a brother, a mother, a father, whatever it was. And it was so much more real. And then here, like I'd watch people at a coffee shop, like, you know, just flipping the page. Oh, a couple more people died. Whoop, you know, and it's so removed. So as hard as it is to go through those things, I think there's something so special about being, keeping that moment fresh and real. Yeah. I agree. I'm sure your patients really, really appreciate it. And the patient's family members that are there and friends. I mean, I know personally, whenever I've been through a medical experience of my own, you know, I'm always amazed at the nurses and the physicians that truly stand out and really care. Um, I obviously just delivered my first child (laughs) like a month ago and my nurses were incredible. And they, they truly had this passion for what they did to where like, I could see that they were genuinely excited for me and my baby. It wasn't just like, Oh, another baby's born today. (laughs) Like, it was amazing how involved they were. And yes, it was their job, but at the same time, they're like, oh, look at her dimple and her birthmark and telling me about their history and their babies. I mean, so many of them told me about their personal lives. And I think that that is so special because it made me comfortable. I felt like I knew them. I felt like they cared. Um, And I'm sure the same thing's happening to you where you work. So obviously you're, you seem to be at a really good place with all of this, which I love because you deserve that. And it's incredible. And, um, my question for you is for, for our listeners who are either going through this now, or, uh, maybe have gone through something in the past, but haven't quite gotten to the same point that you are at. Um, what are some things that really helped you overcome that time, um, and kind of got you to the point where you are today? Um, I think that like the main the main thing that helped me would definitely be time. Um, I think everybody grieves differently if you are going through loss. Um, so I can't like give you a formula to overcome your loss, but time and like be selfish. It's terrible to, it, you feel terrible saying like, I need to be selfish, but you do need to be, be a little bit selfish in loss because you're the only one feeling what you're feeling. And even though maybe your whole family has lost someone or like all of your friends have lost that same person, that person was to you, not like they were to everybody else. Like you lost someone that no one else did and your relationship with them was completely different. So how you're going to grieve over that is going to be completely different. So be selfish in taking care of yourself, taking care of your mental health, doing what makes you feel happy. Um, For me, I was in college. So what helped me was to dive into school because I'm kind of like a work, a workaholic. So Mm -hmm. diving into school and like getting good grades for me was like my, my relief because my dad always talked about getting good grades. So getting good grades, I always thought about like, I'm going to do that for him. I'm going to get good grades for him. I also like talking to my family about it, talking to my friends about it. When I did feel comfortable, when I would try to force myself to talk about things, it didn't come natural. I'd have to like wait until I was ready. And I think that um, like time will heal all wounds, um, but getting it out when you feel comfortable getting it out, if you feel like you need to sit and cry or go on a long walk by yourself or anything like that, like that's okay. 
everybody grieves completely differently, like completely different. Whatever helps you is good. It's interesting what you said about allowing yourself to be selfish. And I actually just lost my grandmother um, in February this year and um, at 96, so I can't complain. But, you know, it's hard. It's big. You're right. People go through things differently. And um, she actually has always said to me my entire life, there's a difference between being selfish and self-preserving. And that has come up so many times. And I've told that to my patients so many times. Because sometimes we think about, you know, what's being nice or kind and anything other than that or other than overextending is being selfish. But sometimes it's just simply being self-preserving and setting boundaries. And those are really healthy, too. I'm sorry for your loss. Thank you. And I think that's it's something I want to write down. That's like, that's a great quote. It like is a good quote. A great lesson. <laughs> she was pretty smart. <laughs> <laughs> well, and another thing, too, is everyone's timing is different to the point where, you know, maybe a month goes by and you start to feel a little bit better, but maybe two months go, you know, go by and you take kind of regress a little bit and you're struggling again. And I think we have to remember it's not fully linear. Um, I lost my grandma during my first year of practice and she was my best friend. It was really, really tough. Um, And I remember I could not see a female geriatric patient to save my life. I, I just couldn't do it. And of course my main demographic at that practice was geriatric. (laughs) So it was really, really tough. I had to, you know, anytime the patient was laying prone or turned around, I like immediately tried to gather myself because I, I just really couldn't do it. There were times I literally took an extra five minutes before I stepped into the room, um, took breaks when I never used to take breaks just to kind of compose myself. And it was just looking at, you know, in my case, a Caucasian elderly woman, it just triggered me. I, I don't know what, I don't know how else to explain it. And so in my head, just realizing that grief and loss is truly not linear um, is the number one thing I try to remind people, both students and uh, practitioners. Absolutely. I completely agree. I had a patient who died, who was a father Mm. and he had kids and this was before COVID. So all of the kids could come and it really triggered me to the point where I like, had to step out. I even cried in the room oh. with the pain. Like I couldn't get, I could together all day. And like, I had the patient all day. And so like, I would leave and come back and start crying again, leaving and come back. And it's like, it's been six years for me guys. Like it wasn't just last month. Like it's been a while, but like, there are those triggers. I completely agree. Like you, you never know when it's going to come and just be patient with yourself because you never go, you know, like you never really know. Absolutely. Well, I thank you so much for talking about this because I know this is not the easiest topic to discuss and you're just a complete amazing, amazing image of how we can overcome these things and let it just kind of guide our practice. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. I know you loved having Brianna on as much as we did this week because she is so fun and so genuine. And I'm so grateful that she chose to share her story with us. I know that all of you, just like Brianna, are amazing sources of compassion and light for your communities. So I'm so glad that you're on this journey with us, helping to make healthcare better every single day by enhancing communication and talking about all the things that we don't talk about in school. The fact is, when it comes to loss, it's not if it'll happen, it's when we overcome it. So I hope that today's episode has helped you reflect on a loss in the past, turned it into a strength, and helped you prepare for any losses you may encounter in the future. Don't forget any extra resources can be found on our website 
at betterdoctorproject.com underneath this episode. And even though I know that we'll see you in just two weeks, we'd love to hear from you before then. Just like we learn from all of our guests on this podcast, we learn from each of you. And I know each of you learn from your patients too. So we'd love to hear any stories of loss that you feel comfortable sharing, telling us about how you've overcome something or resources that you love to use for yourself or give to patients so that we can all learn together. Feel free to send us a message on Instagram or shoot us an email anytime. We can't wait to hear from you. We loved connecting with you today on this episode of the Better Doctor Project. We can't wait to share our next podcast with you in just two weeks. Same time, same place. Until then, pop over to Instagram to follow us at Better Doctor Project or keep up with us at betterdoctorproject.com. Hey, thanks for listening. To learn more, find us on Instagram or Facebook at Better Doctor Project or check out our website, betterdoctorproject.com. Don't forget to leave us a review and share us with a friend. It helps us reach more healthcare providers who are also striving to make an impact. Thanks again. See you next time.